hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to to look good. My my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem. Normally we don't drink on queer money, but because we're talking about a subject that David is rather vanilla on... Grab a glass of wine, because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. Hi, this is uh, Debt Free Guys, and this is another episode of Queer Money, where we're bringing you the best in personal finance with, as John has said before, a slightly rainbow hue. <laughs> so, so pretty. Thank you, thank you for joining us. On our podcast last week, we talked about who the debt-free guys are and what queer money is. In that, we shared our story of where we came from. We had $51,000 worth of credit card debt, and we paid that off in two and a half years. If you want to find out more details about that, go ahead and listen to that podcast or watch that show on our YouTube channel, Debt-Free Guys. And, um, but what we want to talk about today is what our why is. We're very often asked, how do we pay off $51,000 worth of credit card debt? That's the money question, right? We've decided, in hindsight... Ultimately, our, the biggest trigger to help us pay off our credit card debt was that we figured out what our why is. Up until that point, we were living, our, we were living incongruently to what our goals were, partly because we didn't know what our goals were. Right. We were spending frivolously. We were maxing out our credit cards. Um, we didn't know what we were doing, and then we were upset that our life wasn't looking like what we had hoped it would look like. Yeah. But we didn't really have a clear picture of what we wanted our lives to look like. I think, yeah, I think we were kind of living an unconscious life. Yeah, We were exactly. just meandering through life, allowing every whim to basically dictate what we were doing in life. Right. You know, somebody had a party we would go to. Somebody was going out to happy hour, we were going there. Somebody was traveling, you know, to another part of the country, we would go with them. You know, we were just following along with, with what everybody was, was proposing to us. And then we were upset that we found ourselves living in a basement apartment in our mid-30s, not really the ideal, the picture perfect life or the goal that you know the way we had envisioned our lives is right. looking at that point. So what it came down to was we figured out what our why is. And ever since then we've been able to pay off our credit card debt, stay out of debt, and achieve other goals that are helping us achieve our long-term goals. And those two goals are one, we want to have a comfortable retirement. So we've saved significantly since we paid off our credit card debt. Um, and now are well on our way to having the comfortable retri- retirement that we're looking forward to. And then second, we want to travel extensively especially while we're young, while we can really enjoy it. Um, So those are our two goals. Once we had those two in sight, we were able to achieve everything else. Because the critical piece is you have to have motivation. It provides you focus. If you don't know why you're waking up every morning, then it's hard to wake up every morning. But if you know why you're waking up every morning, you can do it earlier than anybody else is willing to do so. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminds us, and in prepping for this, we thought a lot about this quote from Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is a public speaker who John and I really enjoy listening to. And uh, Jim said that uh, when you uh, when you know what your why is, or I'm sorry, when you know what you want and you want it bad enough, you will find a way to get it. 
And, you know, it, it kind of makes me think about all of the people, all, everyone who says that they want something, you know, and we actually, we did a Monday Money Minute on this about people who say they want and their ability to get what they want and people who say that they can and then the people who say that they will and the difference of progression that people go through. And it kind of, it really makes me think about really successful people and you look at them and you, you, you know that they must have gone through something. Like say, for example, an, an Olympic athlete. I think that, you know, when you think of the Olympics every four years, only a few thousand people out of 7 billion, more than 7 billion people attend this event because they are at the peak of their abilities in their particular sport. Right. And we know that that doesn't happen by accident. Right. You know, what do those people do in their minds, in their habits? What do they do every single day? You know, it, let's just take, for example, a sw an Olympic swimmer, maybe, you know, Michael Phelps. I mean, he, of course, he, he is the, the pinnacle of uh, swimming in his sport right. um, or, or, or male swimming. You know, it, you think about him and what he must go through, getting up every single morning, eating the right foods, Jumping in a cold pool. Right. going, <laughs> Getting into a pool at 4, 4.30 in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning and spending three hours swimming and then maybe doing that again in the afternoon. And sometimes they, they swim 12,000 yards a day, which yeah. is a lot. Right. Or more sometimes. Right. It, 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 so it doesn't happen by accident. And so as Jim said in his quote, when you really know what you want and you want it bad enough, you're going to find a way to make that happen. Right. So what, what did Michael Phelps think when he was younger, when he set his mind to that goal of becoming an Olympic athlete? And not only becoming an Olympic athlete, but becoming a gold medal Olympic athlete. Yeah. And then, Many times over. Right. Now, now at, you know, he's considered the best swimmer ever. Ever, right. You know, I oftentimes think about um, how many people could go to the Olympics if they made that a goal. I mean, how many people have the talent, the, the underlying talent to qualify for the Olympics or to, to, to do anything in, in particular in life, you know, whether it's, you know, sports or, um, you know, music or, you know, anything in particular in life, right. but they don't get there because they don't set it as a goal. They don't have, they don't have the right ambition in place to be able to do that because it's hard to wake up every morning at four, four thirty, and sometimes be, spend more energy in bef three hours before the rest of the world wakes up than most people spend all day. Right. You know that takes a lot of commitment, and not only is it are they doing that every morning, but they have to do it for four years until they get their opportunity to to reach their goal. I mean, you only have one opportunity every four years to achieve your goal. Exactly. You don't. I mean, it's like that um, Eminem song. You know. <laughs> <laughs> one chance, one shot. One chance, one shot, and it is now. So you know, it, it's that kind of it's that kind of focus or inspiration that that helped us get out of debt. We knew what it would feel like to have paid off our debt. We knew what it would feel like to see our assets increase as opposed to depreciate. Right. We knew what it would feel like to be able to live the life that we wanted to live, right. and we focused on that goal, those goals, in order to help us get through the tough times of having a very restricted budget, of only spending $75 a right. week at the grocery store, of saying no to numerous multitude 
of invitations to parties or to happy hours or to dinners or to travel. I mean, we really had to dial it back. And the only way that we could do that, and we're pretty social creatures. We like going out and having fun with our friends right. and family. Right. Um, so that you know was a real uh, culture shock for us. But we, the only way that we could have achieved that was by focusing on our goal, focusing on having a clear vision of what that was going to look like and having a clear understanding of what that was going to feel like. Right. right? Yeah, I think you know, one of the things that you, you say this to me all the time, uh, and I think it comes from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, focus with the end in mind. Right. You know, and I think about someone like Michael Phelps or any athlete. You know that, that they sat there, closed their eyes, and they pictured themselves standing on that podium. They could feel it. They, they could feel what the emotions that they were going to be going through. They knew what it was going to be like standing there with the crowd cheering. They knew what it was going to be like having the national anthem being played in because of them. Right. It was it was because of them. And the you know I know I get I get emotional when the national anthem <laughs> yeah. plays. After, I didn't do anything about right, it. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know I. I I, I get those emotions. I can't, you know, so as an athlete, I'm sure they go through that same psychology in their minds and in their bodies. And, you know, it, when you see those, those athletes up there and they're getting ready to get into the pool or they're getting ready to get up onto the, the block and swim, you can see them going through the motions in their head. Sometimes they they're sitting there with their eyes shut and their arms are moving, right? Yeah, exactly. And the basketball player, the NBA, the playoffs were just recently. Right. And you can see some of the basketball players sitting on the side. You know, Wait, you watch sports? Sideline. Yeah, I watch sports. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and, but the, they're sitting there and you can see them playing the game in their head. They're visualizing what it is they're going to do to make themselves win so that they can have the glory and reap the rewards of all of those days and mornings and nights of hard work and effort. Right, you know, exactly. It's, it's restrictive diets. It's getting to bed early. It's waking up early and practicing. It's nonstop practicing. It's not taking off on holidays because, you know, it's, it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's right. working day in and day out to achieve your goal. And that's what we had to do. I mean, every time we made a mistake, it all that did was slow down our progress in paying off our debt and then there, thereby thwarting our ability to achieve our other goals. Right. And, and for us, it was that we saw ourselves, like you said, we saw ourselves, what would our lives look like when we didn't have $51,000 in debt? We knew that we were spending about $10,000 a year just paying for that debt to be there. And we thought, what, was our, what would our lives look like we wouldn't be living in a basement apartment. We would be going on vacations, going to places all over the world and being able to pay for that with, with cash right. and coming home and not having that, that buyer's remorse because of the vacation. Right. And it, so we could see ourselves doing that. And I think that, like I said, that, that was one of the keys to us solidifying what our why was right. because we could picture ourselves. We knew what it would be like to in our 40s to be able to say, we have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved for retirement. We know what it's gonna be like when we're in our 50s, when we have a million dollars, or it, when we're in our 60s and we have multi-million dollars. More than that. <laughs> we, know, we, know what, we know what it's gonna be like because we have pictured what our lives are going to be like. Right, yeah. and so that's what this podcast is about today. We, we want you 
however it applies in your life, whether you're paying off credit card debt or you're trying to achieve some other goal, figure out what is your why. Why is that a goal of yours? Yeah. How are you going to achieve it? Because just like David said, to Rome's quote, when you know what you want and you want it bad enough, you will find a way to get it. And that, that's the recipe right there. Right. So when you think back on that, on that time period, and like John said, it, it wasn't always easy. Granted, we figured out some tools and tricks and things that we could do. We did research and found ways to still have a really fun life. But when you think back to that time period, what did we do during that process of discovering our why? Well, so I think... When we hit a rock bottom, we knew that how we were living wasn't what we wanted, how we wanted to live anymore. That started, I, th I think, a discussion uh, between us right. for two or three months of figuring out what is it that we want? Why aren't we reaching the level of success that we thought we would have had at that point? Right. And so it was a real, you know, peeling back the onion, a real introspective look, real honest look. We had to you know, admit some, some things that we weren't necessarily happy about. But we had lots of discussions and peeling back and we figured out going to happy hours every weekend wasn't what, really what we wanted. Um, we wanted go, buying new clothing every weekend wasn't what we wanted. We didn't, well, I think that, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think that we wanted those things but we were going about getting them the wrong way. We were, well, we were not to the detriment those... of our, our, our long-term goals, right? right? right. So, we, and that's why we have that quote that we, we probably have shared on 10 podcasts now. But do we want a, a margarita here at this bar in Denver or do we want a margarita in Puerto Vallarta on the beach? Right, exactly. And by and large, it's always on the beach. And it's not that we can't have any drinks in Denver or we can't have any fun in Denver. It's just we, we all have some limitations. And we have to understand what our limitations are so that we can manage them and reach our long-term goals. And if our long-term goal is to drink a margarita in Puerto Vallarta, then we need to remember sometimes we have to leave happy hour a little bit earlier or we don't go out at all or we have to save a little bit more aggressively, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, we, we did want those things. You're right. It wasn't that we didn't want them. It's just that we were... Not, like we said earlier, not living congruent to what our goals were. Right. And we were putting too much focus on the things that we didn't necessarily want and not enough focus on the things that we did want. Right. I mean, I think, I think a good example is when we were looking, after we paid off our debt, we started looking for a home to buy. We wanted to move out of the basement apartment. And we were working with a real estate agent and we had learned our lesson the hard way. We didn't want to overextend ourselves and we knew that our goal was retirement and travel. It wasn't having a large house. It wasn't um, having a you know, gigantic yard to ma maintain every weekend. You know, we, didn't, we didn't want that, that kind of a lifestyle. John's we wanted, allergic to mowing the lawn. <laughs> we, wanted to, we wanted to live simply when we were in, De when we were in Denver. And you know, our real estate agent kept saying, you can, you can afford three and four times the places that we're looking for, you know, the cost of the places that we're currently looking at. And we knew that we could, but then we would be house poor and we wouldn't be able to save as much for retirement as we as we wanted to and as we have. And we wouldn't be able to travel as extensively as we wanted to and as we have. Right. And we bought a home, what was it, one and a half times our combined income. Right, exactly. Which yeah. is almost unheard of, especially in 2008 when people were buying bigger and bigger and more expensive homes. We bought only one and a half times our income and because of that, we have been able to save aggressively for retirement. We have traveled to London 
in Spain, uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico several times, and all right. throughout the United States. Right. Um, and that's because we didn't buy a home three and four times our income, which seems to be traditional right now. Right. I think one of the things you're getting at, and this is very easy, we, we still struggle with this on a regular basis, is it's so easy to get distracted with what's going on today yeah. that, um, that will distract you from your why. You know? But because we kept our why in front of us, we kept on thinking to ourselves, what decisions, what major decisions are we making right now, and how should those decisions be made based on our why? Right. Well, I, and I think it's also important to know we're lucky that we have the same why. Right. Yeah, we are. But, you know, our why isn't necessarily the neighbor's why. Exactly. Our why may not be even be our best friend's why. Yeah. Right? We all have our own whys, and we shouldn't get wrapped up into thinking that just because the neighbor next door or our best friend or our sister or whomever has a particular goal, that we should also have that goal. I think it's, you know, a car analogy I think is pretty good. You know, somebody in the neighborhood buys a brand new car, you know, I don't, I don't know cars, a fancy BMW. Or a Porsche. <laughs> or a Porsche, right. And then all of a sudden, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, very often other neighbors will start to try to buy, upgrade their car. If they don't necessarily even get the Porsche, they'll, they'll try to upgrade anyway because so they won't feel slighted at all. But is everybody's goal to have the fanciest car that they can have? Right. I mean, I'm sure it's a popular goal, but is that everybody's goal? Right. And for me, when we, I, I always wanted a Mini Cooper, and we bought a Mini Cooper, and we paid it off. And David said to me, after we paid it off, he said, well, do you want to look at buying a new car? And I said, well, no, I, this is the car, I would probably just buy this one again. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So exactly. I'm not a car lover. I, I found what I like, and I'm going to stick with it, and, and uh, my plan is to keep that you know, our entire lives. But just because you have a passion for cars doesn't necessarily mean that I have a passion for cars. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. I think that that whole idea of somebody in the neighborhood gets a Porsche. Well, we don't know that that there isn't a very unique why behind why they want that car. Right. Maybe growing up, that was a car that their, their dad had, or, uh, you know, it, it was, it was for them, it was a certain level of, of achievement. I want this because it's, it's going to give me a certain level of achievement. They're, they may have a very specific why attached to it. So just because it's their why doesn't mean it needs to be my why. Right. So not only is it criti critical, for, critical for us to figure out what our why is, but we have to make sure that it's ours and not everyone else's. Right. So during the time that Dave and I were, were, were paying off our debt and we were trying to figure out what our, what our whys were, um, we did a couple of exercises. You know, we, we talked extensively. Uh, we talked with each other mostly, but we talked with friends and family, trying to get some insight and to really kind of, you know, sometimes your friends know you better than you know yourself, and so that, you know, that was very helpful right. at times. Um, we also um, did a lot of meditating. Right. Um, you know, so something that we did very often was, um, you know, we were, it's very easy to turn the radio on in the car when you drive home from work, um, and that's, you know, can distract you from what it is you really should be thinking about. So very often we would turn the radio off and really think about, you know, trying to get inside our own head of what it is that we wanted. Another way to do that, you know, you can also meditate in the morning or night and really do some soul searching to figure out what it is you want. Other things that we did was we journaled a lot. We were writing things down. Uh, you know, what are we frustrated with in our lives? What is it we wanted to achieve? Uh, you know, we would kind of write those down, talk about them, and then cross and add to them as, as you needed to. Right. You, going back to that analogy of the Olympic swimmer um, and getting up every morning at 4.30 and getting in the pool and going through 
these various motions that would constantly make them think about what their goal is, what their goal, that standing on that podium in the gold medal spot. That's, you know, and that was kind of what John and I were doing is we were, we were putting up all sorts of things that we would, uh, would be our reminders of what our goal is. Our goal is to be able to travel. I remember when we were living in the basement, we had a picture of, um, uh, a postcard from Mykonos, uh, Greece, and we had it hanging up there as a reminder to ourselves, this is why we're doing what we're doing. When somebody calls and says, hey, let's go do brunch on Sunday, and we knew that it would be, it would turn into a, you know, a, a, all, day thing, a, yeah. all day thing where we could potentially spend hundreds, hundreds of dollars, of dollars yeah. we would look at that picture and say, thank you, we appreciate that, but um, maybe we'll do brunch at our house next next time. Right. You know, and you know, we, we wouldn't end the fun, but fun. But we figured out ways to not so expensive ways to have you know to, to maintain the fun, but yeah, exactly. not spend our entire budget. Yeah, exactly. So we use those tools, and and you know we hope that um, in part the reason why you're listening to Queer Money is you're looking for tools and tri tips that will allow you to. Um, use your money better, or, or as we say, do more and be more with your money. Well, these are some things that worked for us. We hope to pass them on to you and encourage That's you it. to try them as well. Um, one of the things that we would love is if you do come, or when you do come up with your why, or if you already have your why, please share it with us um, on this on the, the show notes for this uh, this podcast, or uh, you can... Whatever put platform it on. you're watching this on. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, tweet us what your why is, uh, put it on our, fa our face, Free Guys Facebook wall, or if you're part of our Queer Money Facebook group, please tell us what your why is. Yeah, I think, yeah, please definitely share that, because I think it's inspiring, even though we don't all have the same why, it's inspiring to see what other people's whys are, and how they're working towards those. Because sometimes we can maybe get some nuggets of wisdom that can help us work towards whatever our goals are. Right. And, you know, and when successful people band together, they create more successful people. You know, yeah. it's just kind of, it's, it's a very symbiotic relationship. It yeah. kind of comp, uh, compounds on each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things that, um, that we also share is, um, in, the, in these tips and tricks, is, is to focus on the things that really bring us enjoyment in life. Now, I think that's why John and I focused on travel, because that's something that we could have really close to us on a regular basis. Um, retirement was is, is a long ways off, but um, it, with the travel, we were able to say what really really makes me happy, what is bringing me happiness. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, happiness is unique to you. Right. Yeah, it's very unique to you. So we encourage you to think about what really brings you enjoyment in life, because as that quote from Jim Rohn said, if you want it and you want it bad enough. Then you're going to figure out a way to do it. You think about the little kid, the, the, the conniving little kid who's going to figure out how he can get what he wants and goes and asks dad and dad says no. Well, then he goes and asks mom and mom says yes. And then what do they do? They go back to dad and say, or, you know, sometimes they'll ask and say, um, mom said yes. Is it okay <laughs> yeah. if, you know, so we find those ways in our lives yeah. if we figure out what's most important or most valuable or brings us that level of happiness. Right. So that's what we ask you to do today. Please take some time um, so this week or any time thereafter to figure out what is your why? What is your purpose here? What are you trying to achieve? And then once you know what that why is or what your maybe you have you know, two or three whys, once you know what your, your two or three big whys are, 
then you can start to strategically plan to achieve those things. And everything else falls into place. You realize what's not important and what is important. And then when you focus on what's important, you'll eventually achieve what your long-term why is. Right. And kind of wrapping it back again to that analogy of the Olympic athlete, when they know what it is they want to achieve, they're going to do the things to get there. They're going to start making those, taking those steps to get there. And I think about during the Olympics, when we were watching Michael Phelps, when he was winning race after race, or when he was in the pool and he's swimming, and you know that last one where he was milliseconds away, we were so excited watching that, just the, the enthusiasm, and you know, that was affecting millions of people around the country. Well, the same thing is with, with us achieving our whys. You know, the, the enthusiasm that we can have. I mean, people knew when we had paid off our debt. They knew that we had, uh, we had finally paid off. We were sharing with people. We were so excited, and they were excited for us. And then we started doing things because of that, you know, traveling or buying our condo. All of that was all, all part of that, and a lot of people were excited. So we want you to have that excitement as well. It's, right. it's amazing to achieve your, your end goals. Absolutely. So... This week, figure out what your why is and start strategically planning to achieve that why. Right. Remember to share it with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> <laughs> Would help me if I had a personal chef made all me all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.